Okay. Hello. Hi, McDovie. Hi, Tessie. How are you? Oh, just as good as a Monday could be. Cheers. Let's cheers. cheers. Yeah. Fuck Mondays. Fuck Mondays. <laughs> um, I've been trying to like, what did I say the other day? I oh, said that they're so good. It's so good. Um, that there needs to be a day between Sunday and Monday. It's oh. called Fun Day because that's <laughs> helping you get ready for Monday. Like that's or make Sunday the fun day and then have a real Sunday. Like oh, there needs to be a fun day the in the morning. Summer. One more day. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. One more. Um, the morning of the week to come. Yeah. So, everyone, welcome to Cocktails and Conspiracies. Drinking cocktails and talking about conspiracy theories. Oh, talking about things we don't know. Yeah, talking about (laughs) freaky mysteries around the world. Yep, so our whole goal is to drink something new every time, tell you what what we're drinking, drink along with us, and give you the highest level bullet point research possible on very very high level oh high level as hell guys like (laughs) high level as hell yeah (laughs) so our goal is just to um give you the starting point to some of the most more well-known or you know kind of um under the radar conspiracy theories and tell you where to find some initial research and then if you want to deep dive go for it because we are not no (laughs) no okay what we're drinking today is a red blend wine from Napa Valley so good. called The Prisoner. It's super, super good. It's um, it's good, like, if you want a really nice wine then you can just that you can just find in your grocery store. So uh, that is what we are drinking today. Um, it is a very – I'm really impressed with this wine, by the way. Oh, I I can drink this by the case full, so. <laughs> <laughs> How many bottles are in a case? Twelve? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sure. Sure. Um, oh, so I was going to tell you, I'm doing something very adulty this week. <gasps> what are you week. doing? I'm so proud of you already. I'm I'm talking to a financial advisor in the morning. <gasps> For what? Uh, to manage my finances. Wow. I know. That's I'm, a good idea. I'm 30, and I feel like, you know, I just – I. and by the way, to everyone out there, I'm the worst at um, – uh, like I'm not a detail person, right? It, I, you know, I automate everything. I don't think about anything. Like I can't even tell you really like what I'm putting in my 401k. I don't know, but yeah. all I do want to know is that I want to make my money make money. I don't want to have like, yeah, more like w- like I want to have more than like one uh, stream of income. You know what I mean? For sure. For and sure. I feel like I don't know anything. So you're at start all. investing. So, well, first, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have him tell me, like, okay, here's he what says. I'm doing. Yeah. Yes. Which, okay, I kind of have anxiety because I don't know this person. And, like, for me, finances are very personal. Like, I don't for like sure. to talk about them. Like, yeah. I – so I'm a little nervous because I'm, like, I feel like I have to, like – it's almost like a therapy session. It is. Yeah, you have to make sure that you guys are going to get along and oh. that you're going to, like, working together because – Right. It's a it's Ma'am, a you spend – too much money mm-hmm. on Tito's vodka. Yeah. Well, okay. Man, please stop buying stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't know. Like, in that, there's like an episode of The Office where Michael Scott is trying to declare bankruptcy, and one of his like accountants does this like bar graph for him. It's like, okay, here's what you spend on necessities that you need to live food out entertainment <laughs> and here's this big black bar that you spend money on net on things nobody in the world should ever buy and i feel like that's how it's gonna be tomorrow 
we'll see. I just, I think I just want to be more in tuned and smarter about finances as an adult because I feel sure. like I know shit. Like I took that finance class back at A&M. Yeah. But that was uh, like almost 10 years ago. So I know and shit. And who learns anything in finance classes? Amateurization. Amateurization. I can't even say the word. What, what that is mean? that? I don't know. Don't know. So don't you know, remember don't the care, word. But I'll know tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I Like they may look at me and be like, Oh my God, she sucks. And it's a young guy, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want somebody that's like my dad. Not that I don't think that they know what they're talking about, but like just for me personally, because I feel like I could be like, well, I didn't know. Just ask Marty he, then. He'll do it. I mean, I could. Marty McDev. Marty McDev. Just <laughs> so many more things to have him do for me. <laughs> I know. Do you think it's a generational thing? Like we still depend on our dad so much. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And I mean, I think we're girls too. Yeah. And I know that we are. Yeah. I mean, I think we're girls. I think we're girls. (laughs) We are a hundred percent women here. Yes. But now I think it's because that we are. And I mean, if somebody's going to say, well, let me do that for you, then why the hell not? Sure. Okay. So what is, what is on the docket today? (gasps) Okay. So I'm very, very excited to talk about the Titanic (gasps) conspiracy theory okay so and this was a kind of a new one that I heard about I hadn't heard about this one until a few months ago I was about to say I know nothing about it oh it's so interesting and you know what and hey this is a special shout out to one of our our besties who thought the Titanic Titanic was was just a story it was just a movie with Leo (laughs) DiCaprio um be it is real historic event so is this for her is that dedicated this, for her i think we should dedicate this to tay for sure yeah yeah so i was telling her a little bit about it and she's like you know that i didn't even know the titanic was a real thing like it actually happened until a few weeks ago and she's my age where she's 30 yeah um she thought it was just a movie like a story so yeah i mean only tay i love it <laughs> no but so everyone else <laughs> knows about the Titanic, right? So and if you don't, don't feel bad because a very smart, capable person that we know didn't either. Like you it, knew about it, right? I well, mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's just, you know, I you, we've talked about this. Um, a lot of these conspiracy theories hinge on really historic events. And if you were anything like me growing up, I didn't give a shit about U.S. history or Texas That's history. True. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. I feel it's like whatever you pay attention to. So That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you guys have seen the movie Titanic, it's based on a true story. <laughs> it did happen. So basically, the Titanic was known as the unsinkable ship. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of press around it. It was a very big deal when it went on its maiden voyage. Um, it set sail from, I believe, somewhere in England and then stopped in Ireland before coming to New York. And um, it's the last trip is when it sank. Mm-hmm. I did just Google something and as like talking about the movie based on true events, the scene in the movie where the musicians were playing, that actually hit, did happen. When it was sinking? Yes. They didn't survive though. But they played for hours to keep up morale. Oh. And that's so my, sad. Yeah. That's really sad. I, I had know. like this eerie feeling when I was doing research and I don't know if it's because all the pictures are black and white, or it happened such a long time ago, right. or it's just such a tragic story. Mm. 
But um, yeah, it was it was pretty depressing. Mm-hmm. But for those of you that don't know, the Titanic had two sister ships. Yes, the Olympic and the Britannia, and both of them got into crashes. <laughs> both of them wrecked. All three of them were part of White Star Line. Okay, I was about to say like. Sister ships, meaning they were made by the same company, made around the same time? Yes. Okay. So... And they um, both crashed? Cool. White Star Line had these three ships, the Mm -hmm. Britannia, the Olympic, and then the Titanic. The Olympic had just been in a wreck, a collision with the HMS Hawk off of the UK. Well, the first theory is that it was an insurance scheme. Mm. Because when the Olympic collided with the HMS Hawk, uh, insurance deemed it the Olympic's fault, and they weren't going to get reimbursed for that ship. So at the time, White Star was facing financial ruin, and they were going to have to foot the bill for the Olympic's repairs, plus the Titanic's completion date would have to be delayed. So at the time, they were starting to build the Titanic, and they had this huge maiden voyage planned, and um, they probably already already sold tickets. Exactly. They were pretty much on a time crunch and losing a lot of revenue. So the theory is that White Star would be able to claim the insurance for the brand new ship and the original Titanic would be pressed into service disguised as the Olympic. Blah, 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 blah. I think I might have heard of that, but I didn't know, like, why. I didn't, like... So here's the proof. Bruce Ismay was the original CEO. Mm -hmm. He had just sold it to J.P. Morgan, Okay. Those guys, J.P. Morgan, Rockefeller, um, Vanderbilt, yep. all those guys, this was like the digital age to them. Like, Yes. And I'm glad you said that because there were last-minute passenger cancellations. And J.P. Morgan, who was the new CEO of White Star Line, obviously had the presidential suite. Right. He had all of his accommodations ready and set and canceled last minute. There were 50 high-profile passengers booked that mysteriously canceled at the last minute. Isn't the Hershey, like the Hershey CEO yes, Milton was Hershey. one of them? Okay, so uh-huh. then so then you have to ask yourself, you know, why are all of these very in the know exactly. people all of a sudden? Exactly. And J.P. Oh. Morgan, so he said he was very ill. He was super, super sick. He was actually seen in France a couple days later. I mean, he looked like he was perfectly well, healthy. Well, how did he get to France in a couple of days? If he's so sick, right? I don't know. Um, other cancellations included Henry Clay Frick, Horace J. Harding, George Washington Vanderbilt, um, and then again, Milton Hershey. So do you think that they just, okay, well here, let me let me play like devil's advocate. Instead of it being like something premeditated, do you think that they could have just been like, hey, just buy, like say you're going to go on this because we need high profile people to get like, oh, well if... That's sure a good point. Getting That's my a good ticket. point. Yeah. Maybe. The interesting thing is the SS Californian, it was another passenger ship owned by J.P. Morgan, and it was closest to the Titanic when mm-hmm. it went down. Its only cargo on board was 3,000 blankets, and the belief what? is that it was waiting to rescue the Titanic's passengers after the ship had been deliberately For sunk. the insurance money. For the insurance. And then another interesting thing is the newspaper headlines. So many of the early published newspaper headlines read that all passengers survived, almost as if the initial press release was already planned and sent out before the details had filtered through. Because, I mean, what? There were 750 survivors out of over 2,000, something like that. Yeah, so there's this 
empty ship that has nothing except for, I mean, obviously a captain um, and a few people on board and just all blankets and towels. And like, apparently they had shut down their radio for the night, I guess. They weren't on night duty, <laughs> and they didn't see the flares going up. Well, until where it was were too they? Late. Like, where were they though? Like at that time, like during the be late, they were twelve miles away. So the HMS Carpathia was sixty miles away. That's the one that actually rescued the seven hundred survivors, uh-huh. and they're the ones that stepped up to the plate. And and they weren't 16... a part of that. I don't think so. Right? I don't think so. No. So they actually like reacted like normal right so that might be a thing where like two things went wrong because it's weird that there was the ship right there an empty ship like pretty much prepared to rescue everyone and then they don't even end up coming to the ship safety and i think a lot has to do with the fact that the titanic was completely sunk in less than three hours which if you think about it is really fast i didn't know it was only three hours it was less than three hours it was like two hours and 40 something minutes so it hit the iceberg, and then it was underwater in less than three hours. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. The first officer, Murdoch, spotted the iceberg ahead and for some reason ordered the ship to be turned full astern. This, however, increased the risk of a collision, which he would have known. If the iceberg had been struck full on, there would have been damage and a loss of life to the crewmen in their bunks, but the ship would have stayed afloat and made it to New York. Striking it on the side meant that six of the watertight compartments were ruptured, and that's too many to enable it to stay afloat. Ooh, this is a good one. So the design difference between the two ships. Okay. Okay, the Titanic was pictured while it was being built, and it had 14 evenly spaced portholes. But when it left Southampton on the doomed maiden voyage on April 10th, 1912, it had 16 unevenly spaced portholes, exactly like the Olympic. Another coincidence, they use the interior pictures of the Olympic and the Titanic's brochures because it wasn't ready yet. Oh, my God. So no one could really tell. You know, obviously, they're going to replace all the carpet and repaint, so it's going to smell and look new. Right. Well, wasn't one of those um, smokestacks fake, too? One of the what? Smokestacks? There's like four of them. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. No, for some reason, I don't know why I know that. I don't know why, but I one of them was fake to like make it look more impressive or different from the Olympian. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Cool. I had no idea. I'm theorizing right now in real time. In real time, real time conspiracy. Okay. Um, do 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 do. So, Patty the pig. Um, Patty Fenton is someone who had told his fellow seamen, see. Men. Seamen. Not seamen. 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 Sea dash men. That they were in fact switch. A man in Australia sent a letter to the Northern Star newspaper on July 31st, 1996, which talks about a conversation his son had with Patty. Here's an extract of that letter. And I'm. this is a quote. When the surviving crew got to the port, they were all taken aside and met by two men, one in a high position of the company, and the other man was very high position in the government. The government man read the crew the Official Secrets Act, explaining that if they told the real reason for the sinking or the rumors of an insurance scam, they would serve a minimum of 20 years in jail and would never get a job when they got out. (laughs) I mean, 
So what, unless they, they were doing something shady, why would they say that? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Is that a normal, is that how why would you she... all start your jobs every day or if you're onboarding? Yeah, apparently Captain Lord mm-hmm. was a fucking dick. He's the one that um, was the captain of SS Californian. What did he do? He just ignored um, all the flare signals. He's the one that directed because there was his team, his crew had had told him about it apparently, and he refused. I mean, they were. I don't know. They wanted to get to shore the fastest or something like that. Um, I'm trying to okay, so I'm gonna go over some of the proof again. We talked about how when the Olympic had collided with the HMS Hawk, it sustained damage to the keel, giving the ship a list to its port side. Mm-hmm. Um, rumors were actually circulating around the shipyard that White Star was going to carry out the insurance fraud. Again, marine insurance fraud was huge at this time. It was a, such a sketchy movie. Yeah. So that that's weird. Okay. And then two, that weird ghost ship with all of the um, blankets and surviving survival materials for a wreck means preemptive right like they're ready to go rescue for money yeah the press yep like hey everyone survived it was a yep. crazy crash but hey which we're all fine is that That's i had never heard of before, never ever ever heard which that. is really really fucking sketchy that's a good well, what the fuck moment oh for sure that's a what the fuck moment and then the the fact that a ship what 12 miles away had mm-hmm. their radio turned off but, hey i'm i'm no sailor <laughs> but I think there are nighttime shifts oh, for something like this. Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah. I am no sailor, but I pretty, I'm pretty sure, like, if you're on water, are they on water or are they docked? No, they're on water. They're on water and yes. they just turned all the shit off and went to sleep? I, I mean, that's I crazy. they're retired, you know? You know what? It gets lonely out and quiet <laughs> in the sea. They've got to take a nap. Okay. So those are just, like, five things right there Hold that are on. sketchy as Do you want to hear the best and biggest what the yes, fuck Yes, 100%. Moment? Okay. <laughs> Morgan Robertson writes a book 14 years before the maiden voyage of the Titanic called um, The Wreck of the Titan. Okay. This was published in 1898. Okay, so 14 years before the maiden voyage of the Titanic. Because that was 1912? No, wait. Yep. Oh, cool. 1912. Okay. So the oh, t- cool. I did some ad. Good edition. job. Quick math. <gasps> nice. Okay, so there are a lot of weird coincidences in this story. So it you're foreshadows saying the this Titanic. This guy just being, writes this fiction, this yep, piece of literature in about a book. About a ship. So they were both known as the unsinkable ship, the Titan and the and Titanic. This, fiction, this fictional book, and then what actually mm-hmm. happened? Both ships were British-owned steel vessels, both around 800 feet long, and sank after hitting an iceberg because the Titan. This is the book again was considered unsinkable. She only carried the minimum number of lifeboats required by law, which is 24. Um, and able and to carry 500 people. This is in the book. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was not enough for the 2,000 passengers on board. Morgan Robertson, that's the author, Morgan Robertson's Titan hit an iceberg in the North Atlantic Ocean and sank. Uh, almost 3,000 people died in the disaster. Morgan Robertson uh, republished this book after the sinking of the Titanic with some notable changes suggesting that he was trying to cash in on the Titanic disaster. Nevertheless, the similarities are striking, which they really are. 
Like, that's so weird, though. Why? I don't know. Isn't that so crazy? So I just read something. Um, it's on a, a, a the secret of how the Titanic state uh, sank. It's a U.S. News um, article. So some conspiracy theorists believe the company's silence was a sign of a cover-up, and that the post-disaster retrofitting of Titanic sister ships proves Harlow and Wolf, which is a design and engineering company, like a British one, uh, knew its ship was flawed. But most historians come come to a different conclusion. The fact that the ship broke upon the surface does not mean she was weak. When 38,000 tons of water filled its bow, pushing the stern up even to 11 degrees out of the water, the ship was loaded beyond its capacity and cracked in two. Okay, so that's that's your other, like, argument. But, okay, here's my thing. Uh, yes, if we want to look at the ship's mechanics, like, there's all, like, these theories about, oh, well, there was, the rivets sucked. They didn't use the right rivets. Or right. they packed, like, cheap material and... You know, blah, blah, blah. It's not that at all. It's right. just, it's not built to be a battleship. It's not built to withstand an iceberg. Right. Like, Bless you. Sorry. That's okay. Okay. Oh, God. Um, it wasn't built to withstand, like, running into an iceberg. It was a passenger ship, right? Right. But, like, you can, I'll, I'll put this on here. You can get into the engineering of this ship and, you know, how many, you know, 11 degrees it rose in the water. What does that typically do to that size of a vessel? And, mm-hmm. you know, why did that crack in half? And why did it fill up with water so fast? You can get into all of the engineering and mechanical aspects of this, right? But for me, I still think that it's really fucking weird. There's all these, like, ancillary you know um just weird shit happening around this if it was just the crash if you take just the crash you know what yeah everything about that happened the way it should i don't think it was you know shoddy work or whatever you know yeah. I mean, like you can read stuff online but i think the fact that there was all those ships around there's the insurance there's like the weird uh, stories from the employees it's just yeah. like too well, many weird things too many weird things here's another weird thing um there was a fire going on in one of the coal rooms 10 days before it set sail and it was still on fire what? when it left yeah 10 days um you're just gonna you're just gonna ignore the fact that one of the coal rooms is on fire <laughs> Why? Well, they got to do that voyage, and right? It, and it's like it's like there's mm-hmm. there's a certain there's a threshold of operating at risk that you can operate at risk for certain things, right? right? And so that is probably why they were like, whatever, what the fuck ever, it's on fire, like it's not really on a, it's contained. Or they were like, you know what, we're gonna wreck the ship anyway, just fucking go, right? Exactly, because we have a plan. Because we need we some need to follow the plan monies. Here's a little fast fact. Yeah. There were only two bathtubs available for more than 700 third-class passengers. What? Yep. Two bathtubs? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. They're third-class. <laughs> Classed. Wait. Two bathtubs for the... Available oh, for the... for the seven... Over 700 third... Oh, that sucks. That sucks. So what did they do? Did they take showers or just not bathe? I feel like people didn't bathe a lot back then. I do, too. They're little dirts. Yeah. Mm, a little dirty. I bet it was real stinky. It was real right down there. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, with, I mean, with two bathtubs, like, what, what are you going to do? 
Okay, a few other interesting facts. There were 13 honeymooners oh. on board. Um, 40,000 fresh eggs. I don't know why that's a fact. I don't care about that. Um, 64 is the number of lifeboats the ship was equipped to carry. But it only carried 20. Oh, you got those rules and regulations, guys. Oh, Didn't, I know, right? Shooting from the hip in the 1928 people were in the first lifeboat, which had a capacity of 65 people. Um, there was 160 minutes between the striking of the iceberg and total sinkage. Mm. And two dogs survived out of nine, which is probably the saddest part. That is the saddest part because I always get more sad about animals. It makes me so sad. I would be so upset if I couldn't take my dog with me. I would honestly probably die with my dog. Oh, 100%. Right? Yes. Tucker? My bubs. Oh, okay. To expand on the 64 lifeboats. Okay. It was equipped to carry 64. It only carried 20. And then most lifeboats were not even filled to capacity. Like, what assholes? Fucking fill them up. Okay, and then I also just read, like, they were supposed to have a, like, a drill that, like, a like an emergency evacuation drill or whatever uh-huh. that the captain canceled at, like, the They were supposed to do it that day before the passengers got on that he canceled. Really? Yeah. See, I don't want to believe that the captain had anything to do with it, but he had to have. If it was a conspiracy, he had to have known. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is sad. It really was women and children first. The overall survival rate for men was only 20%. The survival rates for women and children were 74% and 52% respectively. Damn. Oh, that's so sad. Everyone that got rescued and everyone that survived is dead. No. There are no oh survivors. Charles Jogan, the ship's baker, reportedly trot. Yes. Did you see that? I, I saw that. He trotted water for two hours before being rescued with little ill effects. He claimed that he had not felt the cold due, the, due to the amount of whiskey he had drunk. <laughs> Good for you, Charles. Warm up, Charles. Yeah, Get warm that, that body up. Drink that whiskey. I like it. So I guess, like, what? What do you think? I believe the insurance scam. That they meant for it to be just like a... I mean, just because the last-minute cancellations... Okay, I'm going to also add J.P. Morgan had several gold statues removed hours before they set sail. What do you mean? Um, Apparently, he had... Because he was the CEO, he had a whole presidential suite. So it was filled with some gold statues, I guess, of his or that he somehow owned. He had them removed hours before they set sail. Sketchy. Um, and I also just think, like, the fact that the Olympic had collided with the HMS Hawk and got damaged in the exact same spot where it hit the iceberg. Um, the rumor circulating around the shipyard. And then Pappy, his interview. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to add to the conspiracy? I don't think so. Okay. That was a good one. It's a good one, right? That I didn't know about. I know. I didn't either. I really didn't. And no. Then, 
I guess because I remember when I saw the Titanic movie, I was in fifth grade, and then just got me obsessed. So I like, mm-hmm. I just, I think Lindsay's the one that told me. Uh, she wrote a voluntary book report on the Titanic <laughs> <laughs> and made her teacher grade it. She got an A. Duh. Of course she did. Of course. But it's just like when you're little and, and, I don't you know, get fascinated you know, by something. Movies can touch you so much. Oh, yeah. And you can, like, personally relate. And then to find out that that actually happened in history. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. It's crazy, huh? Well, guys, hopefully um, this kind of got your your mind going. But as we always say, we love you. God bless you. And trust, trust no, no one. one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love that. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, it's a good one.